0: Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. The weekend is upon us already and it seems we have made it through another seven days of bad news to emerge unscathed and ready for a new challenge. Unfortunately, if you're going away this weekend, that might not be so easy. Around 400 flights have been cancelled around Europe today thanks to a pilot strike, which is going to mean all... Talks of trouble all weekend for anyone flying Ryanair or anything else. We'll be finding out if you're trapped and you're caught up in all of this. Exactly what does it mean? Are you going to get a refund? Are you going to be able to get to where you want to go? And if you are trying to escape, we want to hear from you wherever you are. 0344 499 1000. The other bit of bad news is on the medical front, I'm afraid. A new study shows that seeing a GP is getting harder and harder to do. There's talk of waiting for a week, being unable to get through on the phone, and of a general crisis affecting everything, not just in the winter, but now in the summer as well. Surely it's time we admitted that there's always a crisis which technically means it's not actually a crisis it's just the way things are how are we going to fix the problem and we want to hear from you 0344 dawn neeson is here and she's going to be telling me what aunt McPartland's rehab is going to cost itv his car crash is looking like the most expensive accident in history plus it's friday so it's time for another sparkling edition of the perrier awards an homage to my brilliance in broadcasting you're listening to me mike graham and dawn neeson on talk radio oh. This is the Independent Republican of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. You know what to do, 03444991000. A lot of weird stories around today, including uh, one we're going to talk to uh, Mike Firth about in a moment, who's a very disgruntled homeowner, right? The other one I love uh, is this place up in the Lake District, right, uh, which has literally been turned from a molehill into a mountain.
1: You right? love this story, Making don't you? Making a mountain
0: out of a molehill. I just wanted to say You on just the wanted radio to say that, because I know. Yeah. literally they have made a mountain out of a molehill. A hill in the Lake District is reclassified as a mountain after surveyors have worked out it's actually three feet taller than yeah.
1: they thought it was. So they, they, they hiked up there, which took hours, with yeah. loads of really, really heavy equipment right. to establish that it was like three foot, and everyone goes, oh yeah, it's marvellous, we call it a mountain. Yeah,
0: that's all I need to say about it. Thank you, I don't need Mike. to go into great detail, I just wanted to say, no. a mountain, mountain out of a, mole a molehill, it has happened. Yep. So, yeah. So, you know... He's you, happy now. So any story, okay. literally, that you can think up, can happen.
1: Either that or you're obsessed with the Lake District we lived the Lake District earlier as well, yeah, that's the nuclear right. waste. Yeah,
0: well I presume that, that the fact that the might. mountains are higher now Probably is a good thing.
1: You can get more nuclear waste underneath nuclear waste underneath.
0: Marvelous. Exactly right. Somebody's hiked it up so Problem they can sorted. put some more stuff underneath. <laughs> Let's talk to Mike Firth, who bought a house uh, up in Castleford in West Yorkshire. Uh, and it uh, looks like a very nice house built by persimmon. Uh, but he's become so frustrated at all the things that have been going wrong with it that he's now hung a sign out <laughs> the window which says, thinking of buying a home on this development, feel free to knock and view my house. The problems are endless and it will save you Pounds. Uh, hashtag new build nightmare. Uh, let's say hello to Mike. Mike Firth. Very good uh, morning to you.
1: Hi, Mike. Hello. Now listen. Hello
0: now you must have really got to the end of your tether if you've got to this stage. Oh, you, you won't believe. You would not believe. Honestly, meeting after meeting,
2: um, promise after promise. And yeah. um, I'm, I'm
0: not really getting anywhere. To be right. Honest. So when when did you? I mean, did you, when you moved in? Was that when you first discovered that there was all kinds of things that were wrong? And tell us some of the things well, that are wrong. There was obviously when you when you when you move in, you obviously.
2: You, you're just excited to be in the house, aren't you? Yeah. Um, and obviously on the on the general walk round, um, we noticed bits and pieces which they made notes of. Um and then obviously as you're in a few weeks ago, by the meant to come round and, you know, get a snagging list off you, that sort of stuff. That yeah. never happened. Um so I, I've just constantly been sending lists in, lists in. Uh they've sent a few people out to do bits and pieces. Uh. Um and the, some bits they have done aren't been the best. Um and I've just, it's just been a constant battle really. Mm. Um and a lot of the things that are wrong, i.e. the brick that replicates a climbing wall. To say that's with intolerance, well, I'm sorry, but <laughs> it, who's When you say it replicates you
0: know? a climbing wall, what do you mean? Um, well, you the, mean, it's got like things sticking out of it. Yeah, the, well, like, the bricks are level; they're not
2: straight. Really? You know, so I'm not. You could probably stand on it and climb the climb the gable end. Blimey.
1: And you've got a little boy as well. I'm sure that's quite tempting for him. Oh, uh, it's well,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, it's just not been really the best experience at all. Yeah. Um, and obviously, if I'd have walked around the house and seen the brickwork before buying it, you know, we wouldn't have done that. We'd have gone somewhere else. And what sort of size is the house? Uh, it's a four-bed detached. So it's big. It looks quite nice. Yeah, it is a nice house. And the estate's lovely. You know, that it's on. The neighbours are really nice. Um, so, you know, I, just, I basically just want what we paid for.
1: So yeah. do, do your neighbours have this sort of problem with their homes as well, or is it just your particular house? Well, to
2: be honest, I haven't really had have much feedback from the neighbours.
0: I don't know if it's really
1: just mine. I don't know if I, you know, if I've got the run of the litter
0: really. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah yours was the one that was built on the sort of the seventh day, as it were, and yeah, they were that's... all in a hurry to get down the yeah. pub. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. I mean, it could be. I mean, have your neighbours not kind of knocked on the door and gone, uh, "Excuse me, Mr. Firth, would you mind not hanging uh, banners around lowering the tone around, of the neighbourhood?
2: Um. No. Not well. Not constructively. Not to ask me not to do it. Mm. Um. But obviously, there is a. You know, there is a, a Facebook group for the estate. Um. So there has been a. You know, there has been a few opinions really? flying around there. Have they been sort of, every...
0: Have they been negative to you? Yes.
2: Yeah, so, yeah. Not all, but some. Right. Uh, a bit. A, a bit of negativity. But it's. Um. You know, it's not to disgruntle any of the neighbors, any of the residents. It's mainly just to. I just as anybody would. You just. We just want what we pay right. for.
1: Yeah. How long have you lived there, Mike? Um,
2: um, we moved. We completed March 2017 and moved in the first week of April. Right,
1: Right. so this has been going on since then? Yeah. Wow, and, yeah. and they're Can still not, not done yeah. anything? Can you not
0: get the help of a mortgage, whoever the mortgage company was, to, to go to the builders and say, you know, we loaned money to this uh, home buyer on the basis that he was buying a home which was fit for purpose, but you, somehow it's not. So you better well, smarten yourselves up. I never, I never thought of exploring that avenue, to be honest,
2: um, because when you buy the house, you're given the two-year... Guarantee on all fixtures and fittings from the builder. Right. So I've just bounced everything to them. Right. Um, you I mean, know, it, may, it may
0: well be of no use, but I just wonder whether that might put some added pressure on the mm. builders to actually do something.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I've considered looking at anything, you know, yeah. anything to get me to get me what we paid for and obviously just get the house put right. You so know? have
1: they come and done anything um, for you, Mike, or have they just sort yeah, of like no, ignored you? No,
2: they've, they've done bits and pieces. They have, they have done bits and pieces, but, you know, just, just say, for instance, my shower chair was leaking and it leaked since the day moved in, so they came round and filled it with silicone. Right. right. Um, so I said, well, that's not a fix. So I cleaned all that off, and then he adjusted the glass, which needed to be done, drilled the oil in the wrong place, and left it as is. And obviously they've, they've said they're going to change it, but it's, it's getting them back in to do the work. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm. And also, you know. if, if,
0: part, if, it, if it's not square, I mean, I'm looking at a picture in one of the papers this morning where you've got a spirit level up on a bit of the wall, and it's not square. Oh. And if it's not square, and if the walls are not straight, they might have to knock the whole thing down, mightn't they? Well, a lot of the to be honest, a lot of the door frames
2: out level, um, and you know the the consensus I get back from the builder is if it looks okay from two meters away, then it's perfectly acceptable.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that, that know, what they say? Door. Oh wow! That sounds yeah, like yeah, the
2: guy
0: yeah. from Forty Towers,
1: isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. that's that <laughs> is
2: a quote, um, That is a quote, and it, it's just it's stuff like that that really, really winds me up. You know, I could if your door frames aren't square, things like that, I'd accept that. In a house that's uh, It's really old, old. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, um, but if you can't build a brand new house and put a door in a square hole, when there's something wrong in there, Well, the, you would think. Yeah. Are there
1: houses for sale around you still? Are the new build houses still for sale on the they, market? They,
2: they, they've still got a lot of they've still got a lot of development to do on the estate. Right, Probably another two, two, maybe three years of building on there. Right. Um, so there's a lot to go. Because um, if and, if
1: uh, you're, any of your neighbours currently were trying to sell their house, um, th- your sign wouldn't really be helping them, would it? <laughs>
2: Well, possibly not, but <laughs> like I say, I just I just want to reiterate the the consensus of the sign is not to give any negativity to, you know, neighbours, residents, or any prospective buyers. I just want to raise the eyebrow to get my house put. to get it finished,
1: yeah. of course. And, yeah.
2: did, bought, and how did
0: you get the sign made? Because it's quite a big sign.
2: Yeah,
0: I got that. Uh, I got that made
2: from a. Um, through a friend from a printer's in Holbeck in Leeds. Oh, right, OK. Um, and it,
0: it was the, probably the best £13.50 I've ever spent. <laughs> and it's straight as well, and it, it lines up. What about um, Persimmon themselves? Have they seen the sign, or did they, how long has it been up, and have, have they commented no, the, on it?
2: No, um, the sign's been up, but the, the sign went up on the 17th of July. Right. Um, and obviously, I left, it, I left it from then until Tuesday, you know, for Persimmon to sort of acknowledge it and come round and see me. Which they did. They came around and they came on and saw me on the 30th. we had a bit of a chat. We agreed a few bits and pieces. So I asked them to put in writing what was agreed, um, and basically I got a letter back with five items on,
0: Right.
2: as opposed to maybe the 20, 30 that I've got. Um, so obviously on the back of that, I've now paid for an independent full home survey yeah. to be done. All right, ne- okay. Th- ne- next Thursday, um, just to kind of and you know reiterate the problems I've got, and mm. hopefully you know they'll they'll identify the same. Well, that should a help, a shouldn't it? Because you don't the want to is-
0: end up in some long-drawn-out legal battle, no, really, do you? Because that's no, not good no. for anyone. No, the the aim, uh, the aim is, and I'm a very workable person, the aim is I just want
2: what we've paid for. Yeah, yeah, and um, I don't think that's, that at all, that's not
0: at all unreasonable. It's quite stressful as well, I imagine, um, coming home every night to a house that you're not happy with. Well,
2: the idea, of, I mean, obviously, it's exciting buying a new house, and it's meant, to, you know, your first house meant Yeah, to be cause it's a your first home, but, isn't it? Yeah. But but for me, um, it's certainly put me off buying another one. The trouble
1: know, is I, now, I, though,
2: you're not going to be able to sell it, are
1: you? Well, I, I, to be honest, I never bought
2: that house <laughs> to, to look at selling it anyway. I bought it, we, you know, we bought it as a family home. Yeah, right.
1: yeah.
2: Um, it was never to be, you know, it was never to be bought and sold to make a profit, that sort of thing. Mm. That wasn't the aim. But obviously, when you're buying it and you buy off plot and you buy a new build, you don't actually know what you're buying until you're in it. No,
1: that's true. It's too late then. Yeah.
2: You know, it's when you buy a sort of. Uh, a used house, and you—you know—you see them for sale, and like the local estate agents, you can go view them, look round them, mm.
1: Mm.
2: and you
0: know, you make your own decisions then.
1: Yeah. Well, not be a if,
0: if to you... people, I suppose. But Mike, listen, if... good good luck with it anyway. Yeah, good luck. Um, and uh, hopefully, good luck with the with the neighbours as well as with the uh, yeah. uh, the building company, Mike Firth, there uh, from Castleford up in uh, West Yorkshire, because up there, uh, apparently. And the average house price is only about $130,000, Oh, wow. So this is like 220000 so, so That's is, quite expensive. It's quite an expensive But well, it's four bedrooms. But it's four bedrooms. quite big. And he doesn't like it. But he can't sell it now. I mean, he might. He's all very well himself. Well, he it's didn't It's sort buy of it.
1: almost sort of like doing himself down with that sign yeah. a bit as well, isn't so he? So
0: it's good that he doesn't want to sell it because he's basically stuck with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, because nobody else is going to buy it off him. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.
3: It's that time of the year. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Coming up in this hour, uh, we're going to talk about jargon. Because uh, let me read you this from the uh, description of off-peak tickets that you can buy from the railways, right? Uh, These tickets have restrictions on them uh, when they can be used. (laughs) However, the complexity of the fare system means explanations of peak times can be convoluted. What that means is nobody knows when the hell off-peak is.
1: I didn't even understand the explanation for the the, the jargon. Yeah, so so if you buy an off-peak ticket,
0: basically, you don't know when you can use it. What peak? It's as simple as that. Which is not simple at all. Oh no. three four 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 nine nine one thousand. There's loads of other jargon, like the jargon around gender identity. How about that? You know, when you say to somebody, "I am of a non-binary gender," what does that mean? I don't know. Does I, it I mean thought that was, you're good at algebra. I
1: that's not the only connection I can think with binary numbers. I really don't I... know.
0: But anyway, we'll okay. find out. And mm-hmm. uh, we want some examples of the kind of jargon that you've come across in your everyday lives that you don't understand. It's quite simple. English is a very simple language. There are lots of words that can denote lots of different things. Yeah. So please use it properly. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We're going to speak to a linguistics expert uh, from Newcastle University coming up. Also, because it is Friday, of course, we're going to have the Perrier Awards, uh, which is an homage to my brilliance in broadcasting throughout the course of the week. You're listening to me, Mike Graham, and Don Nisum on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. So here's uh, the story to begin with, okay? Phrases such as route direct and any permitted, which sounds pretty straightforward to me. Like, for example, when you buy a ticket on an aeroplane, it says non-stop. You go, well, hang on, surely you're going to stop somewhere, it's, aren't you? Uh,
1: yeah. Because otherwise
0: I won't be able to get off the plane. Mm-hmm. Presumably. But it doesn't always mean uh, when, it's, when you say a direct flight, doesn't always mean it doesn't stop somewhere before you get to your destination, apparently.
1: I'm, I'm so confu- direct doesn't mean direct. I'm confused already, to be honest yeah. with you. And all I just want to do is buy a train ticket. Thank you very much. And I want to go from A to B in the most quick, efficient and cheap way. As long
0: as it's not on a Sunday, you'll be fine with that. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I no. am Going <laughs> to football no, this Sunday no is completely works. out of Where you have to get to? I know. Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah, well, there will be bus replacement services, no doubt. I, I don't love
1: West Ham that much. I'm really not. I, w- I wouldn't
0: bother. <laughs> Liverpool's a wonderful city to visit. It's but lovely. It's, but, I love not, Liverpool, but, but, but not on a Sunday. Uh, Damien Hall is a lecturer in linguistics at Newcastle University. Damien, a very good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you, Mike. Thank you very Hiya. much for joining us. Now, I don't know whether you agree or disagree with my sort of earlier summation of the jargon-filled world in which we now live. But it's very frustrating for those of us who would like to use English as a plain speaking language.
3: Yeah, it, I, I do agree. I, I think that there is too much jargon in the, in the world, yeah. just in general, mm. uh, especially in public places. One of the things that I, I always say to my students, they're confused about how to write an essay, write simply. Yes. Yeah,
1: just definitely.
3: Say what you mean. Um, if you don't think that the the words are technical enough, they are, as long as you, un- you explain exactly what it is that you mean. And right. people should, in fact, do that in a lot of public language that we see. Right. So I'm, I'm very pleased to hear that um, the railways have taken away some of the jargon that they used to have, for yeah. example.
0: Well, they have, except that they also, they are responsible, I believe, as many big organisations are. Um, and I'm not just singling out the railways, but, but they, they're, they're one of them. They've they've kind of hijacked the language. And, and for one reason or another, sometimes uh, for a politically correct reason, they're kind of disguising what they want to say because they don't want it to sound bad. Maybe so. Maybe so. And, you know, you can never
3: um, you can never legislate for people, as it were. Mm. So you so you never know whatever you say, someone is probably going to be able to take offence if there's if there's. Anything sensitive about it at all? So you were talking about pronouns before, yeah, and about um, non-binary gender. Yes, uh, that is something that we have to be aware of these days. I mean, I
0: yeah, but what does I it mean it though? I mean, one but,
3: of the binary genders.
0: But bine, I mean, binary to me was a word that I came across first in in algebra. I've never really until relatively. I don't relatively, understand it. I'm sorry. Relative. My understanding of the word binary means uh, something which which denotes a, a, a dual system, right? So there's either one or the other, right? Is that right? That is right, that is right. But uh, to, uh, to
3: understand, we have to do this for, for work, by the way, in the universities, to, un- to understand what people mean when they say they identify as a non-binary gender, we have to separate sex and gender. Right. So most human bodies, biologically, they're either male or female. Yes. So yep. that's the binary system. Right. Um, most people Id- identify as either male or female. Yeah. But some people, because of the way they feel it doesn't um, tally exactly with the body that they have because they can generally only have one kind, two, one of two kinds of body. But if they don't agree that, for example, um, all the characteristics that people think should be male mm. go with them... Um, and because they have a male body, they they would then say that they are identifying as non-binary but it, gender.
0: But it doesn't yeah. But it does actually prevent them from being male, does it? I mean, they may not see themselves as male, but that's a different issue. And I can already hear in your voice that you're choosing your words very carefully yeah. to, to avoid yeah, offending very anyone. very much so. Because everybody's well, frightened. Very much so. No, because everyone's frightened of offending anyone. But in the end, and I don't want to turn this into a conversation about binary, non-binary and all that, what I'm saying is, is that we found ourselves, you know, up a gum tree in a cul-de-sac, you know, with no paddle, in a creek, because of all the nonsense that we've kind of constructed around language,
3: I, we've certainly given ourselves, so, or some more difficulties have been given to us. Yes. But my point of view on that would be that I'm not in a situation where I can say you're being pernickety. Yes, um, I get that. Just because I personally, I'm without even feeling that p-
0: might be in some way a, 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 a defamatory word.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, I,
0: yeah very, very much so. Uh, you know, which is which is why I'm, I'm always going
3: to say I. I'm not going to judge you for that, right? Uh, just because I don't because I don't feel it myself,
0: I probably can't understand what makes you feel it, right?
1: Well, getting um, back to buying these train tickets, right? Which I can't get my head around, let alone the non-binary. If only, t- if
0: only there was only a binary train ticket oh, yeah, system. There's,
1: there's 1.6 million pieces of jargon in the booking system. I mean, who knew you could even do that? I mean, one point six million, and and I think that, I think that's that more these, than one per passenger. I, I think, yeah, I think, and oh, that's yeah. on one train. I think the reason they do it is just to confuse passengers. So you buy a ticket that's more expensive than it should be, and they make more money out of you.
3: Well, what they're doing is, they, is that, uh, all public systems do this. Uh, they take their internal language, which they probably need for their technical purposes, and they inflict it on the public. Yeah. Um, and we don't understand it, you know, just like you were saying, Dawn, before uh, about not understanding, you know, what any permitted route means. Nobody understands what that means. It's ridiculous that they have it printed on the ticket. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, well, you, you see, know,
0: my, because, yeah, my my my, my understanding of any permitted is literally any permitted. But in fact, it turns out that on many of the routes which these tickets are sold on, there's only one route you can take.
1: Yeah, it's non-permitted, basically. So actually, it's
0: not any permitted. Yeah. Or does it mean that you can sort of do it on a, fly, <laughs> on a magic carpet? you know or well, indeed... what it means is you've got to go and look at the poster and find out where the permissions are
3: yeah. um but of course and there's no there isn't enough space on the ticket to print what the what the permissions
1: are yeah no, that's true so, uh,
3: you know that's probably why they do it and that's what they would say if you had a, uh, someone from network southeast or one of the other railway companies that's a really old one um and said yeah, can you explain yourselves why do you do this uh, they would say we can't print it all on the ticket um and we have to say something that will cover our backs legally
0: and but that's and that's a hear, big, but... that's a big part of it as well. I blame the lawyers because an awful lot of legalese yeah. oh, has yes. come into common yeah. parlance. Oh, yeah. oh. You know where where if you're reading a contract or something which you've been drawn up between you and somebody else, or if you even if you read kind yeah. of the terms and conditions of I don't know iTunes or yeah. um, Netflix or any of the services that we all use, yeah. you know, on a daily basis, it's baffling, isn't it? It is baffling, but you see, but you've put your finger on it there. When you read
3: um, all of these terms and conditions that that are on a ticket that you have bought you are actually reading a contract in the legal sense because a... you bought a ticket and you've agreed to abide by their terms yes. and conditions. So that's a contract.
1: But life is too short to read 10 pages of terms and conditions, isn't it? And it's all in very small print. And it's like you get through half pages page. Yeah, why do you think they do like gonna that? I'm just going to sign the bottom bit, whatever.
0: Yeah. And then when you find out you've lost your house, you go, <laughs> yeah. no, sir, I should have read that.
3: <laughs> they do it to cover their, cover their own backs. There are some companies that don't. Um, and I can't name any of them off the top of my head because, you know, other providers are available and so on and so forth. Of uh, some companies re- are really good. They have the sort of short way to understand their terms and conditions. This is what most people have to read. And then if you're really concerned about the, co- the terms of your contract, then you can read the 10 pages of small print, but they don't oblige you to do so. But most companies are not like that and more should be. And this is why this is a good thing what the railways have done
0: today. Um, and where do you stand, Damien, on the whole kind of evolution of language? Because, of course, there are those... Um, I'm not sure. I'm actually not sure if I'm one of them or not uh, who think that, you know, it's OK, for example, for for language. I've heard a terribly frightening thing the other day from one of the guys that works here uh, on the on the news desk who said that uh, apparently within recent memory at a journalism course uh, in one of the colleges down here people who were writing would of instead of would have mm. uh, were actually told, you know, that's fine because that's the way that the language has evolved. Now, I, in that case, I would say, I'm sorry, would have is the absolute, you know, I would take a, a mark away from you if you have said would of because you see it on social media a lot, people mistaking that as would have, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I'm, all, for, I'm all for the migration of language, but up to a point.
3: Yeah, and I think the other thing people have to bear in mind here is that their audience, Yeah. right? So. I'm obviously never going to tell anyone off that says "would have" because that sounds like "would would of" and yeah. it also sounds like "would would have."
0: Yeah, but that's okay. And there's an apostrophe there and a ve.
3: Yeah, well, and I'm probably also I'm not going to mind if if I see "would of" written down in a place where the context is appropriate. So, well, how I mean, is that, How product, is it ever appropriate? That's wrong. Well, it's appropriate if it's if, if it's the
0: language that they themselves would use. So, there's. Well, well then it, that's ridiculous, isn't it? Isn't that ridiculous? I, no, I don't that's like think, you I don't say That's like is. me saying to you. Do you know what? I don't think two plus two makes four. I think it makes five, uh, and that's right. I mean, well,
3: it, no, um, I think I. I wouldn't say. The, the journalism college you're talking about there were right to say that they're going to accept Wood of yeah. because that means that their students who are going to go on to write for uh, national newspapers, they're going to write that in, yeah. in their newspapers. Exactly. And at that point they're going to get sacked mm. or, you know, their readers are not going to like it. So yeah. that's not appropriate. But here's a, here's a plug. I, I don't mind giving someone. Mm. Um, I heard Ryland Clark on the radio the, the other week. Yeah. Um, He's just written an autobiography. Has he got And he wrote it with... <laughs> yeah. right, I won't be well, buying that I'm, one. You know, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to reading it myself. Because OK. He wrote it in his own spelling, um, using would of, and using um, what, in a dictionary, if you look, Dear would be God. misspellings, and they corrected them in the, uh, in the publisher's version, and he sent it back. He said, no, I want it my way because it's my voice. Now, as far as I can see...
0: What it, a terribly sort of, you know, 2018 thing
3: to say. Well, it's very 2018, but I, you know, I say good on him Uh, if that's the voice that he that people.